0: Talk That Matters. Brought to you by The Salvation Army.
1: I guess as a, a, a single person I hadn't done some of the traditional things that people do. I'd get married and have children and those things and get to a certain stage in your life when you sort of start to think, oh what have I done with, with my life? What do I still want to do? Uh, I decided that I would apply to was Australian Volunteers Abroad at that time which is now Australian Volunteers International and uh, see what sort of openings there was. The uh, second opportunity they gave me was to work with the Salvation Army here in PNG. So I did and ended up at Onamuga, up in the Highlands, out on the mission station there.
0: Can, can I just take you back to when you first moved over here again as a nurse? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess just can you give us a bit of an insight into... Because Onamuga, it's quite a remote place. Uh, insight into what life was like, how different... It is to what you know life it was like for you in Australia
1: the fact I think that I have been a member of the girl guides and used to going camping and stuff like that being out in the remote places or out in the bush or having to sleep out in villages with primitive um, shower and toilet or washing and toilet facilities wasn't so new to me that was okay Um, the fact I was doing a work that I enjoyed really made a big difference.
0: Can I take you back to, you to becoming a Christian then? How did that all come about? Um,
1: well, it was all a bit of a surprise to me, I suppose. <laughs> Towards the end of the service when they were making the the call and the, the time of prayer, and I was just sitting with my eyes closed, just more or less out of politeness, I suppose, and then mm. all of a sudden I just I had this sort of feeling of a, a presence with me and I could see in front of my eyes a some brightness. It was just lightly raining at that time too so I knew it wasn't the sun and I just sort of opened my eyes and had a vision of of Christ standing in front of me with his hands out just like uh, saying come. So for that
0: moment then how did that change your I guess what you were doing here in PNG you came as a volunteer mm. what the impact that's had?
1: Yeah well, I guess I guess it changed it from being a self-centered something I wanted to do for me to something that I felt called to do and regardless of the good times or the bad times, you still don't lose that sort of feeling that you're doing the right thing and you're meant to be here.
0: What about your relationship with the people here in PNG? Uh, how has that developed over the years?
1: Having the opportunity to work with many people here over the years, I've got close to quite a number of people and, and uh, to the stage where I, I feel like I have a Papua New Guinean family as well mm. here. and That's really made, especially... Uh, as a single person it's made me feel like I'm sort of complete here rather than just someone out on my own and that loneliness is not there.
0: Yeah, you, well as you were saying you feel as though you know you have a, a family here in Papua New Guinea yeah. uh, and even to the extent you have a couple of I guess Papua New Guineans who, who live with you.
1: Yeah that's right one boy who's 17 at the end of this week and a girl who's just turned 25 they really feel, especially the boy he's he's like a son to me and He's been living with me for just over nine years now, mm-hmm. since he was nine, so now he's more or less a young man, and yeah.
0: So what are the circumstances? How did that all come about?
1: Um, well, in the beginning, his his parents uh, were working with me, started helping him with his homework, and we got to know each other. Then he must have gone home and spoken to his parents. I mean, I was feeling quite close to him, but he spoke to his parents that he would... he would like to go and live with me also with Papua New Guineans, they they like to family is such an integral part of life and and your connection with other people is so important that uh, it seems unusual for them to think someone's on their own and it's not that unusual to think that it'd be nice for them to have family so his parents were thinking that way and one day they they spoke to me and I said well you know, what do you actually mean by that? Do you mean you want him to come and stay with me for a few months or a year or something because uh, I want to understand what you really mean? And they said, oh, no, we think that you know, he really... He misses you and he's not with you. He really wants to be with you. we would like you to. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about him coming and living with you more or less indefinitely?
0: But, but, yeah, I guess, like, culturally, I guess for Australians, to to, to sort of hear this, it, it would seem quite... Oh, if the word is bizarre, this, this sort of arrangement, yet you know, culturally here in PNG, it, it's, it's quite acceptable.
1: Yeah, quite acceptable and very common. And it's a real privilege just to have an opportunity of having input into anyone else's life.